You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. Hey, everyone. Tim McMaster here along with Mark Bowman, our MLB.com Braves reporter. And the Braves are reporting to Florida, to Lake Buena Vista, Florida. Of course, outside of Orlando, pitchers and catchers have reported. Mark, first impressions, I guess, first of all. We're going to get into the infield a little bit to finish off our roster breakdown. But you've been there for, I'm guessing, about a week or so now. Uh, first impressions on how everything's coming together near Disney. Well, you know, it, it's uh, there's certainly a different vibe in this clubhouse. You know, that, that has something to do with how the Braves finished last year with their 20, 20 of their last 30 games. Uh, and it also has something to do with the changes they made during the offseason. You know, they, they feel a need. During that 30-game stretch where they won 20, they, their uh, starters ERA was 5-1-9, and they go out and add three veteran starters, so, so they, they have some more stability there. Uh, and, and just uh, I'm not going to say the Braves are in a win-now mode, but at the same time, based, you know, compared to what they've done the last two years, the moves that they've made, they've given the players a sense that, hey, look, this team certainly wants to, to be competitive, and, they're, and that's not just – they're not just saying that because you know you you had a a big setback this you know this past weekend you know as as recently as Friday the Braves are expecting Sean Rodriguez to play a significant role with this team and uh, not only be their primary second base at the start of the year but also fill in a lot of different positions with this versatility but uh, uh, you know John Topolo had got a call around noon on Friday telling him that. Uh, you know, there was uh, Rodriguez's shoulder was much worse than they anticipated, and there's a chance that he misses this season. You know, we still haven't gotten confirmation on that, but he is going to miss a significant part of the season. So, two days later, they they trade for Brandon Phillips. You know, I don't think that everyone had assumed that was dead. You know, that that those trade talks were dead when Phillips uh, vetoed the trade back in November. But now they they went out and got a guy that's uh, yeah, he he may be on the backside of his career, and it may not be the player he was. You know, during his all-star years, but at 35, he's still, you know, a decent defender who's uh, he'll be able to to provide some, you know, production in the middle of that lineup, and uh, certainly more than you might ex- expect to be able to find at this time of year uh, when a sudden need develops like that. So, I think there's a there's certainly certainly a confidence, uh, a lot more confidence around here this time of year. You hear everybody say, "Oh, we can win, we can win," but you know, when, when the Braves are talking this year, it's, it seems a little bit more genuine. Great transition there right into the infield. As far as Phillips goes, Mark, um, you know, the deal, he vetoed it, obviously. Um, When you look at the trade on paper, the Braves didn't give up a whole lot. They're not even going to have to pay him much. The Reds picking up the majority of the contract. Um, What was the difference maker? Was it the fact that they allowed him to keep his no trade clause? Was that the biggest deal for Phillips as far as saying, okay, I'm, I'm willing to go basically home to Atlanta where he has a home? I think that helped. You know, I think that, you know, obviously the situation in Cincinnati was not a, a good one. Uh, you know, the writing was on the wall. Had, he, had they even brought him to camp, um, you know, it, it was apparent that they wanted to play Peraza. They were either going to continue to try to trade him. Or, you know, certainly he may not have started. He may not have even been on the team. You know, I, I know Mark Sheldon said that there was a chance they were going to release him. So you look at that as a player, you got to go – Got to feel wanted. Um, you know, you can say, hey, look, he should have been feeling that back in November. The writing might have been on the wall there. You, you look at November as well. You know, the Braves made this attempt to get him before uh, they signed Rodriguez. So the same opportunity that exists now exists then when he beat the deal. So, yeah, I, I think that there was a little bit to, 
had to deal with the Braves giving him the $500,000 bonus if he does get traded, you know, because he still has that partial uh, no trade, you know, list within his contract. So if he does get traded, I think that $500,000 might have helped. But at the same time, maybe maybe the timing just was right where, you know, you start looking at you're staring at the possibility where you're a couple of days away from camp. And instead of going to a situation where you're not necessarily wanted, you, you come to a place that not only, you know, do they suddenly need you, but, but you know, the, the guys around here seem to be looking forward to the opportunity to play with Brandon and, and see what he has left. Maybe some irony there that Jose Peraza was one of the factors involved here. Obviously, the former uh, Braves prospect who then went over to the Dodgers and then eventually to the Reds. So, you got Phillips at second. Obviously, Freddie Freeman is at first. You have Swan- Dansby Swanson at, at shortstop. Uh, Garcia over at third, we assume. As far as Phillips and the no trade, one more thing on him. There could be a time this season where the Braves decide Ozzie Albies is ready to go. Um, so I would think even though they have to pay out that extra money and there's a you know, no trade clause to, to a degree for, um, for Phillips, if Albies is ready, they're going to put him in there, right? Yeah, again, you know, when Ozzie's ready, he's going to be a couple weeks behind here in camp, uh, you know, with his rehab from uh, the fractured elbow. So, you know, I, I, anticipation is, or the hope is for right now that he, he'd be ready there in early April to, to play with Gwinnett at the AAA level. And, you know, I, I think everyone gets the sense that he could benefit for, for from at least a couple more months at the minor league level. You know, let's say they get to – June or July, and it's apparent that he's ready. He wasn't too far off at uh, last year. Um, you know, yeah, they may have to make a move. Uh, at that point in time, you have to base that on what Brandon Phillips is doing at the plate. You know, are you do you ask him if he wants to play third? Uh, did you make some some other adjustments? You have to, you know, obviously is it that simple as what Garcia is doing over there at third base as well? Or yeah, you, you make the trade. But but for right now. Uh, there was an apparent need at second base, so they they bring Phillips in. You know, there's a chance he, he ends up spending the whole year in Atlanta. But uh, uh, yeah, Albies will be a guy to watch. You know, throughout the year because you know when he's ready, they are going to try to get him up here. Because you know, for at this point last year, the, the assumption was that you know Albies would be at second to start this year, and Swanson at shortstop, and then you have your double play duo of the future uh, together. You know, Albies is still just 20 years old, so. There's no reason to rush him, especially coming back from this kind of injury. But when the, when the time comes and he's ready, he'll be here. Freddie Freeman's going to be playing in the World Baseball Classic for Canada. Um, he's coming off a season, Mark, where if the Braves were a better team, maybe he's in the most valuable player in the National League discussion. He had that kind of season. He seems to be right in the smack middle of that prime. Is that what you expect to see again in 2017? Yeah, yeah I think that was. I think last year was a very important year for Freeman. I mean, look, he's had some some good years here uh, during the early part of his career, 2013. You know, he, he played a key role, and, and you look at you look at what he did last year. His numbers ranked right up there with Seager and you know all the other the other top players throughout the the league in terms of uh, WAR and uh, weighted runs created plus. You, you look at all of them; um, those numbers, he was right there. And, and I, I voted for him. I put him fifth, fifth on my ballot, uh, and I thought that. He certainly warranted that, but you're right. He had the the Braves had a winning record or been a playoff team. I think you would have seen him get a lot of top three votes last year. Dansby Swanson. We got to see uh, a taste of Dansby in 2016, and he did not disappoint. 
Uh, he looked every bit what we thought he was going to be, which is a team leader, a guy who can get it done at shortstop, also at the plate. Is this year all about dealing with the adjustments because you know they're going to come from pitchers around the league? Yeah, I think so. I mean, I, you know, I think you have to anticipate um, sometimes, you know, they'll make some adjustments. They'll have to make them as well. We, you know, he, he got six weeks at the big league level last year. You know, it's right about that point in time. You know, that that, that kind of gave everybody uh, a sense, a better sense of who he is. I mean, I, I don't know if you can anticipate he's going to hit 300 just like he did during those six weeks last year, but uh, it's a pretty cerebral guy uh, with a, a rather simple swing. So, uh, you know, you guess there will be some more growing pains, and he'll have to make adjustments throughout this year. But, uh, you know, this guy, is, uh, you know, his mental approach is every bit as a as uh, impressive as his physical attributes. So, um, you know, I, I think, you know, the anticipation is he'll be, he'll, he'll be able to make the adjustments, but it's uh, it's all part of the process, and it's not always smooth. We mentioned third base and, uh, and Garcia. Um, I don't know if that's a long-term plan or not, Mark, but how how comfortable is that position for him right now? Well, you know, you, you look back at last year, how he started the year, and he was one of you know, the, the, he was on pace to be one of the worst defenders ever at third. At third. They sent him to Triple A Gwinnett to play left field, uh, to learn how to play left field. He doesn't spend any time at third base. He comes back up and doesn't spend any time in the outfield, and suddenly he's a good third base. Or, well, let's put it this way. He's a serviceable third baseman at that point in time. He doesn't, uh, you know, he, he's not as much a liability at that position. If he can play defense like he did uh, late last year and, and continues to provide the the kind of offense that he has, you know, since he, he arrived as the majors there during the latter part of the 2015 season, then, then yeah, he can, uh, you know, he, he can guy, be a guy to fill in that spot uh, on a, you know, the regular basis. But I, I think you're going to see Chase Peterson play the position uh, at times, especially against some tough righties, uh, maybe where they want to sit in the Garcia. Uh, you may see Chase Darnot get some time there. You would have seen Sean Rodriguez there, but, uh, you know, that's just one of those many positions where the Braves are going to have to make some adjustments, and they are fortunate that Peterson and Darno both have the kind of, you know, similar versatility to Rodriguez. They don't have the pop in their back that Rodriguez is going to provide, uh, and they're not the kind of weapon that, that he would have been against left-handed pitching. But at, at the same time, you know, at, at least from a versatility standpoint, they can do a lot of the same things he, he was projected to do. Great stuff, Mark. That'll do it. This has been MLB.com Extras, our Braves edition. For Mark Bowman, I'm Tim McMaster. Tune in again next time. MLB.tv Premium, the number one live streaming sports service, is celebrating 13 years. Watch every out-of-market regular season game live or on demand in true HD. Real-time highlights, live look-ins, pitch tracking widget, and more. MLB.tv Premium includes a free At-Bat 15 subscription. Watch live baseball on over 400 mobile and connected devices. Watch at home, in the office, or on the go every night on every device. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Visit MLB.tv for details.